like I was saying, you know, you have these like really creative markers and intuitive markers in the chart. And I, and I think that probably having Capricorn in that fifth house for you really helps kind of ground it and structure it. Like how, what, how can I use this energy productively? What can I do with all of this, you know, passionate, excited, empathetic energy? How can I achieve with it or be productive? Welcome back to the Intuitive Creative Podcast. I'm your host, Christina Herbst. I'm a multi-hyphenate creative who's obsessed with helping other creatives unlock their own intuition to create their best, most authentic work. Today is a very, very, very exciting episode of the Intuitive Creative Podcast, um, not only because of our amazing guest, um, Lauren, from Astrology with Lauren, who will be going through astrology in your career, your creativity, and your life's purpose, and how they all relate to each other. It's also the Intuitive Creative's one-year anniversary, um, maybe a few days early, but who's counting? Um, I'm very excited about this. Obviously, this whole past year has been amazing. I've interviewed multiple amazing creatives. I've gotten to grow along with you and create this incredible community that really supports and uplifts each other. And I'm just incredibly thankful. I can't believe it's already been a year and I can't wait to see what the next year brings. I can only imagine what things we'll learn together. Um, and I can't wait to see how you guys all grow as well. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to say thank you so much for tuning in every month and supporting this passion project of mine. Um, it definitely keeps me going, keeps me inspired, and I wouldn't be here with all, all of you. So yeah, I'm just very happy and very excited. Um, and if you haven't seen to celebrate the one-year anniversary on Instagram, if you go to my pinned Instagram uh, in-feed posts, I'm doing a giveaway. So definitely go check that out. I'm giving away um, pretty much the ultimate intuitive creative gift. I'll include the Artist's Way book uh, by Julia Cameron, um, luxury affirmation cards, and a creativity crystal set. And all three of these things um, together are $100 value. So definitely worth checking out. Um, but definitely go over there and do all, the whole giveaway thing. Um, to enter, all you need to do is follow me. If you haven't already on Instagram, like the post and tag three of your friends in the comments below by um, May 29th. And then if you want an extra entry, you can share it to your stories and tag me. And I'll then um, announce the lucky winner on the actual official one-year anniversary, which is May 31st. Um, and I'll tag you on my stories and DM you. So if you get any other weird messages from people, it's not from me. Um, and also something else to note is that anyone who lives in the U.S. can enter. I unfortunately can't do international right now, but anyone who's in the U.S. can enter this amazing giveaway. But um, before we begin our amazing episode, I also wanted to go into um, just a few Q&A questions that I asked you guys on my Instagram stories. So without further ado, let's dive right into that. I got quite a few questions about what I'm currently manifesting. How's my vision board going this past year? Um, what's on my vision board that doesn't make sense anymore? So I'll kind of kind of hit all three of those questions at once. Um, one thing, and I think I shared my vision board before, but I made multiple this year, which is insane of me. Honestly, I don't know why I did that. But I was really bored one day and I was like, I'm going to make a vision board for every single topic of my life. Um, and I have quite a few. So I had one for um, what I want uh, my fiance and I's next uh, home to look like, which is actually something I'm currently manifesting right now. Um, we're looking to, we love our apartment and we're not going to move quite soon or we're going to move pretty soon. But um we have been looking casually and we've been manifesting a really cute kind of garden cottage in the city, if you will, where we'll have a backyard, we'll have a home that's still like very pretty and modern um, and close to the city, close to um, things to do and coffee shops and farmers markets and things like that, but also more connected to nature. And I think that's something that I've talked about here a lot and on Instagram and TikTok is that nature is one of the biggest ways for me to 
reconnect with myself and tap into my intuition and into my creativity. And I've been feeling recently that kind of lack of living directly downtown Milwaukee. I love living here and it's going to be extremely hard to go. I've lived here like downtown um, for almost four years, which is kind of insane. Yeah, I just feel like I need that that nature back in my life. And like I, I've been really missing that recently. Um, so I think that's something we're currently manifesting is finding that home that's not in the middle of nowhere, but it's not in the heart of the city. Um, and then another thing that I'm manifesting is um, more travel. And this is actually something that kind of is changing now on my vision board. Um, before, when I first made my vision board in January, I was like, I really want to go to New York. I can't wait to go there. I've always wanted to go there. I want to see like the hustle and bustle of the city. And Peter and I, my fiance, were talking about like our travel plans for this year and how we want to like save money, especially because we're getting married next year. Um, we almost didn't do a trip in general, but like we're like, no, we need a vacation and we need to go have some fun. Um, but the more and more we talked about New York, I was like, I don't know, like it just doesn't sound like what we need right now. Like both of us have been kind of stressed. We've had a lot of like big picture thinking, <laughs> if you will, like thinking about where we're going to move next. And then also with our wedding, um, so just like a lot of decisions. So we've been kind of getting like decision fatigue and going to another city. Like I just said, like nature connects me and like connects me with myself. And I'm like, I think we need to do something more along those lines. Um, so we both decided that we really wanted to go to San Diego. I'm really looking forward to that. And it's one of those things where I originally was manifesting and putting on my vision board that I wanted to do one thing. But then I'm like, you know what? You can reevaluate, you can readjust, you can see what makes more sense um, when you get there, and that's totally fine. Um, so yeah, so that's something that's changing on our vision board. But I'm also manifesting an amazing trip for us and a really rejuvenative, relaxing one as well. Another question is: someone wanted me to walk through what the difference between anxiety and intuition is, which I am happy to do. I know I talked about this like on the very first episode, which literally aired a year ago. So I forgot what. The difference is I can fill you in. So anxiety and intuition can definitely be um, confused with one another, especially if you're someone who's more prone to anxious thoughts. Um, you can be like, you'll sometimes think your every thought is fact. Um, so this is kind of like how I usually break it down because I'm definitely an anxious person to say the least. So I've used this quote unquote like chart to um, help you remember this. And if you ever want to ref reference this chart, I actually have it in one of my pinned uh, TikTok videos at the top. So you can always reference it there. But anxiety is more of like you hear it in your head. You kind of want to like scan your body and see where you're feeling this. Um, where I feel like for me personally, anxiety always lingers like in my head, in my brain. Like I feel like I'm just like living in my head. Where intuition, I feel it more like within my whole body and uh, I kind of feel it more like towards my chest or my heart that it just feels like right. And that kind of goes to my next thing is that it's a calming, stable voice for intuition. It's very like it brings you at peace, even if it's a decision or something that you're not totally comfortable with. It feels very peaceful at the same time, even if it's not something you want to hear. Where anxiety is definitely a fear-based, nervous voice. It's talking at you a mile a minute. It's like very intense. Um, and it's not as calming. It feels more anxiety inducing literally um that voice is also in the past or the future tense so anxiety lives elsewhere it doesn't live in the present moment so if you're seeing or feeling it like oh i should have done that oh my gosh i messed things up because i did that in the past or you're thinking like in the future like oh if i don't do this like i am not gonna be able to do xyz and stuff like that so that's kind of the difference between those two and then for intuition, it's more of like a present tense. It's really in the moment. It feels like this is exactly what you should do right now. It's very like just present. Um, the last indicator of anxiety versus intuition is where does it, where does this feeling or this thought arise from? So anxiety is more of from previous worries. So kind of like a downward spiral moment. <laughs> we love those. Um, and then intuition, it kind of just arises out of nowhere. It's like this like knowing, this this full body reaction or feeling. So there you have it. Like I said, you can always check out the pinned TikTok video. I don't plan on 
unpinning that anytime soon. So you can always re reference that if you're feeling anxious, you can always go there and see and kind of like center yourself to see if it's anxiety versus intuition. And now I'm ending it on an amazing question that I really, really love. Um, the question was, what does your highest self look like? And do you think you're hurt and why or why not? This one, you guys, really spoke to me. I was like, oh my gosh, that needs to be on the podcast for sure. Um, so this is kind of woo-woo. I'm going to just <laughs> say it right now. Um, but a few years or probably like a year or two ago, um, I was really starting to get into meditation and doing a lot of like meditations I'd find from like TikTok. Um, and I remember this one, I was like, I was probably like a half hour long and I was like deep into it. And I remember just seeing like kind of my like highest self and like me and like what those two look like. And I feel like like the person that I was imagining was like very like lighthearted, silly, fun, like playful, like very creative, very sure of herself, comfortable. And then also she like looked very like ethereal, if you will. Like she like had her like skin was glowing, like she had a really cute outfit on, like she was wearing like all white, very like angelic. And then like my hair is actually the hairstyle I have now, which I think is funny. It kind of like inspired that. It's like the curtain bangs were like long and like layered. And then I think I had like, I don't know, I had some other like cute jewelry on or something. I had like, I just looked ethereal, if you will. And I feel like I, once I had that meditation, I was like, oh my gosh, that's kind of the vibes I want to give off. Like, I want to be that girl, you know? And like, I am that girl still, like I always was, but like kind of bring out those personality traits even more. Um, and I feel like the way I like have my style now and like the way I like cut my hair and everything else, like I feel like I really feel like the truest version of myself. Um, but a few months ago, I probably would have said like, I am my highest self, but I feel like right now, if I'm being completely honest, like I am kind of losing that a little bit and I want to re-center myself and get back into my highest self again. Um, and I think it's always something, right? Like that'll evolve and you'll never fully be your highest self. You'll need try to achieve it and like move forward towards it. Um, but I feel like I'm kind of getting a little too far off the path. I want to like get back to my highest self and back to being more carefree and full of life and just doing things for fun and like that kind of side of myself. But I think the creativity, um, the way I like present myself the way I like try to make other people feel I feel like I'm there but I think I've just been very stressed out recently and very like in my head too much and I want to try to get back to more of that carefree side that's part of my highest self's vibe I guess so yeah a little woo woo but I really like that question I think it's good to be honest about like I think I'm I'm partly there but like there are parts that I think I could definitely work on and things that I will always try to achieve and try to be more of. So I feel like I'm almost there. I'm getting closer and closer every day. But I'd also love to hear if you guys want to either send me a DM or leave it in the comments of this episode on Spotify. Um, yeah, just let me know what your highest self looks like and like what do you think you need to achieve to get there. I would love to hear your thoughts. All right, back to our usual programming. I thought that Q&A would be kind of fun, especially for the one-year episode, um, but I hope you enjoyed that. I can always do more of those if you'd like. Um, just let me know. But to get into this month's episode, we're talking to Lauren Westmoreland, who is a part of Astrology by Lauren. Um, I found her actually from TikTok, and she is an incredible astrologer who lives in Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, she began in studying astrology more intensely in 2021 at Kepler University um, and obtained her certificate in natal astrology. Um, she is very passionate about helping other people access their skills through their chart. Um, and you can always connect with her at astrologywithlauren.com and on TikTok at astrologywithlauren. And I'll have all those links in the description as well. Um, but yeah, she is incredible. She I just, I really connected with her. I feel like we already knew each other when we met um, and like planned out this episode. And she's very, very intuitive and very insightful with everything she has to say in this episode. I think you'll definitely see that. Um, so we go through how astrology is related to your career, your creativity, like your life's path and purpose, and just kind of 
going beyond and still talking about it if you're not totally sure what all this astrology placements mean, like the sun, moon, and rising. But we go even farther than those and kind of really dive into what a chart looks like and how you can read your own. And then she also at the end goes through my chart to kind of use as an example. And that was super fascinating and she was definitely spot on. So I'm excited for you guys to hear that part too. So yeah, so that's that. Um, but before I bring it on over to the episode, I also wanted to shout out that I have a new blog post um, about one piece of the many puzzles you can look at in astrology, um, which is the Midhaven and what it is and how it determines your life's purpose. So I kind of go through every single one that you could possibly have after you look at your birth chart and you're wondering if you're like an Aries or a Taurus or Libra, Midhaven, what is that mean I have all of those descriptions in the blog post. So definitely something like a little fun activity you can do and check out what it means by reading it. But without further ado, let's get into the episode. Well, welcome back to the Intuitive Creative Podcast. I have an awesome guest that I've been looking forward to talking to for like months now. Um, It's Lauren from Astrology with Lauren. Lauren, if you just kind of want to go through... um, and introduce yourself, like explain what you do, who you are, and what are your favorite creative pursuits. That'd be awesome. Of course. So my name is Lauren, like you already said. Um, I am an astrologer. I live on the East Coast. Um, Let's see. Oh my gosh, there's so much I feel like I could say. (laughs) Um, I've been studying astrology for a couple years now, really intensely. And in 2021, had this like aha moment where I was like, I need to know everything there is to know about astrology and I need to help people unlock their their skills, their strengths through the chart. So that has been something that I've been working on for the past few years, um, just consuming so much astrology. And um, I actually went to Kepler College and got my certificate in natal astrology in 2022. I've taken a couple of other courses through them and I really appreciated and enjoyed that education as well as some like self-taught stuff. But um, yes, I love astrology. I love sharing it with people. I love talking about it with people. So I'm just as excited to be here with you um, and share a little peek into astrology for your listeners. So thank you for having me. Of course. Yeah. I definitely think they're going to love this. Like, I feel like my audience is very into like spirituality, astrology, and then obviously creative stuff. So it's like, they've been waiting for this one, you know, so they're probably super excited and I'm sure there'll be so many good takeaways to take away from your episode of like how they can apply it to their own lives. So very exciting. Um, but yeah, I, I find your background super interesting because you actually went to school and you decided to pursue astrology very seriously. Kind of how how did you know you were meant to be an astrologer and what did your career timeline look like getting into that? Yeah. So like I said, it was it was one day in 2021 where I seriously, I had like a, I don't know, an epiphany or come to Jesus or whatever you want to call it. It was right around the time of the Leo new moon and the lion's gate if you know a little bit about those two things and um which we'll get into this but Leo is my midhaven is my 10th house so it's the house in my chart that represents career and passions and so it was just you know I had been studying it and I had been really interested in it up until then but it was almost as if like something awoke inside of me. And I just, like I said, it became very intense. I needed to know everything there was to know. Um, and pretty quickly, like I was trying to teach myself pretty quickly, I decided I, I wanted someone else to do the teaching and just to have like someone there who's kind of quizzing me and um, helping me learn. I do really well with that. So that was my intention in choosing Kepler. Um, And then I started my 
social media pages kind of like as I started going to Kepler and it was the intention at first was I just need an outlet. I just need a way to share this with people, to share what I'm learning. And then through that, I sort of gained a following on TikTok. And um, yeah, from there, I started doing readings with people and um, of course, have learned so much through working with people. That's really how you learn astrology is looking at charts and talking to people about their charts. Um, it's really interesting, too, that you went to school for it and at the same time you decided to go on social media and kind of connect with people because I feel like, yeah, how do you find like an astrologer to work with otherwise other than social media? Like I have no idea. Yeah, I was really lucky um, to grow up with a mother who, shout out mom if you're listening, um, that was very open-minded and had a lot of different like spiritual healers around and astrologers. And so funnily enough, I actually know a couple astrologers and um one of my teachers here local to where I am in, in North Carolina was definitely a big part of me, um, you know, starting out and being inspired by it. So, but, but yeah, I mean, so many things nowadays, like how do you, sometimes I'm like, I don't even know how to find like friends and like without the internet, I don't know how to, how to do anything, unfortunately. But, um, but yeah, there's, there's so much, so many wonderful things from the internet. And I'm just glad that people are interested and want to hear me talk about astrology. Cause honestly, I could probably talk about it to a brick wall. So no, we love to hear it. And that's exactly what we have you on. We want to know all of all the juicy bits about astrology. Um, actually to start off, could you give us kind of like a brief overview of the main placements and what they mean in your life? Like sun, moon, and rising. I think a lot of my audience probably is into astrology, like I said before. Um, but to anyone who doesn't know like the basic pl placements, what do they mean and how can they impact your life? Yes. So if you're just starting out, um, I know there's a lot to it and it was definitely overwhelming for me when I first started. And I think the three most important parts of the chart, if you're just starting out, is the, your sun sign, your rising sign, and your moon sign. So the sun sign is what people are most familiar with. That's the, based on the day that you were born and most people know their sun sign. Um, and it represents our ego. It represents our life force. It's sort of the overall flavor of the chart. So without the sun, you know, the rest of the solar system, we wouldn't be able to see. So it, it, it lights up the chart and um, can be it can be really important for a lot of people and for other people like myself, I didn't relate as much to my, my son when I first started studying astrology or before I knew astrology. Um, so, which is just the value of understanding parts of the rest of your chart. So before I move on, like I said, the, the sun is, is really, it's, um, it's the overall flavor of the chart. It's your ego it, it, and your identity. So it, it definitely carries a lot of weight and is a big part of the chart. But if you are someone who has said to yourself, like, I just don't relate to my sun sign. You know, I see the memes online or I see people talking about like different things for certain signs and that just doesn't relate to me. Um, I highly encourage looking into at least your, you know, your rising and your moon as well, if not the whole chart. But um, <laughs> the moon tends to represent your more intimate parts of yourself. So the moon is kind of the parts of ourselves that we tend to keep closer to the chest, the more private parts of ourselves, like our emotions, our emotional habits, um, you know, your intuition, your like just, you know, things that aren't as obvious when people look at you or are experiencing you. This is the type of thing that's going to be represented more in your like closer personal relationships they'll be able to recognize those parts of yourself and your rising is um a little less personal also a little more in your face like the sun sign it is your personality and your body your mannerisms um, it's how people experience you firsthand um and so when you put all three of them together, you can kind of start to see like how complex we are as humans and how 
um, yeah, how we're not just represented. I know a lot of people are turned off by astrology because they say there's no way that like the entire population of the, the planet can be summed up into 12 different signs. And that's so true. I mean, the chart is so complex. There's 10 different planets and 12 different signs and 12 different houses and all these different aspects. So without diving too deeply into all of that, I think just noticing what your big three are, which is that sun, moon, and rising, what they mean about you. And you can kind of start to get a little a picture of like, oh yeah, I, I do have a lot of different like facets and parts of myself that are not represented in just my sun sign. Yeah, I was definitely one of those people that was like, oh, because I'm an Aries sun, like, you know, and I was like, I don't know if I relate, like all like the memes I see are all like, they're so aggressive, all these things. I'm like, I am don't relate to that at all. But once I started kind of peeking into like the full aspect of it, like the sun, moon rising, I was like, oh, okay, I kind of understand. And like, once I start even looking at my chart, and we'll go through it later, a sneak peek to everybody else listening. But mm-hmm. um kind of what you were telling me I'm like oh my gosh it's cool to see how it isn't just those isolated pieces it's a full picture and it really you have to look at the full thing to really understand it yes it there's so many different I I continue even though I've been studying my chart for a few years now I continue to find things like still where I'm like how how did it know that like how did that makes so much sense no one has ever validated me like that more than this you know, astrology book that I'm reading or something about a certain placement that I have. Um, So I've found astrology to be very validating. And like, like I said, and similar to you, I didn't relate as much to my cancer son. And, you know, cancers are, are stereotypically um, associated with crybabies and being really sensitive. And it made so much sense to me when I realized that I had a Scorpio rising and a Capricorn moon because both of those things are very, the Capricorn moon for sure is much more detached, much more practical than that really like emotional sun. So even just like I said, noticing the the dynamics between those three signs, you can begin to take, paint a picture of how like complex we are and how Yeah, of course I don't totally relate to cancer because I have all of these other planets. Exactly. So for those people that are kind of wanting to dive even deeper, maybe they already know their sun, moon, and rising, they understand how they all connect. How would you, I'd kind of like to go through it a few different um, instances of where people can look for things in their charts. So Mm -hmm. the first one would be, how would you figure out like your life's purpose in your career? Um, I think that'd be really interesting, especially like I said, that the audience is very into like spiritual astrology stuff, but then also the career and life purpose stuff. So I think kind of marrying those two, they'd love to hear about it. Yes. Yeah. And before I dive into it, I'll say personally for me, I tend to see them both very differently. I think, I think for some people, they are the same thing, but for a lot of us, like we have day jobs where, you know, we might not be super duper passionate about our day jobs, but but we still have a life purpose outside of the nine to five, if that makes sense. Um, And so there's a couple of different places that I want to highlight in the chart that I think represent both. For life purpose, I tend to look to the moon's nodes. Um, They are the north node and the south node, and they're always opposite one another. So the north node in your chart, they kind of look like... um, (laughs) For people who are looking for them, they look like um, the North Node almost looks like a horseshoe with like little balls on its feet. And the South Node is the same thing, but it's flipped upside down. So it would be almost like a U with little balls if, if you're looking at your chart while you're listening. Um, so the North Node is where we are being challenged in this lifetime. And the South Node is where we are being or where our strengths lie. So if you are someone who believes in reincarnation or you're not, either way, you can apply this to your life. The South Node is kind of the strengths that we come into this lifetime with, the things that we really established, you know, either in our past life or really early on in life, and we can fall back on when we need it. And the North Node is where, you know, we might be 
more challenged to kind of grow into that. We're challenged to grow in a certain way. And they're always opposite signs. So they have some things in common, but they also have a lot of differences. So um, in terms of life purpose, I think people get a lot of validation around like, oh, yeah, you know, my south node is in this sign. And I do feel really I have a lot of strengths there. I feel really comfortable there. And the north node is a little more uncomfortable to me. Uh, and so it can give folks an idea of like where where can I challenge myself in, in small, simple decisions or even like broader decisions in, that could be a career or, you know, do I want to settle down and have a family or do I want to be someone who, you know, only focuses on my career, chooses not to have family, whatever, whatever, you know, feels important to them. I think they can start to paint a picture using the nodes to see kind of what their purpose is, what they're growing towards in this lifetime. And I want to be clear too, I don't know um, the age group of your listeners, but I know you and I are in our like mid to late 20s. And so I say all of this while I want to acknowledge that we still have, you and I have a lot of life to live. And if you are someone who is listening, who is a younger person, I don't want you to hear that and think that you have to have your North Node figured out right now. You have a lot of life ahead of you and there's going to be, there's, there's time for that. So um, it's just helpful to know where, where am I being challenged? Where, where can I grow towards? What direction can my roots grow in? I love that. And I also love that you also brought up that life purpose and career can be totally different things and where to look for those. Because like you said, a lot of creative people, they don't always, their career isn't always in a creative field. They like doing creative pursuits outside of their jobs. So that was awesome to also call out too. appreciate that. Yeah. And speaking of, I haven't even talked about the more career part of the, so that was your life purpose. The nodes um, can kind of more represent more of that, like you said, like the creative pursuits, their life pers purpose, their passions. Um, in career, you know, how you make your money, how you how you live in this capitalistic environment we are in can be associated with the career houses in the chart. So I mentioned earlier that there are 12 houses and um, your rising sign is always your first house, just to kind of paint a picture if you're looking at the wheel chart. Your rising sign is always your first house, and the career houses are houses 2, 6, and 10. So the second house is kind of associated with our money, our finances. The sixth house can be associated with our daily routines that are associated with our work and our job. And the tenth house is um, broad, a more broad look at the career. So what kinds of... Um, Whereas the sixth is like the day-to-day -day things that you have to get done in order to, to be successful at your job. The tenth are like the long-term goals. Um, and it can also be associated with passions and kind of tied. The tenth house can kind of be associated with um, the life purpose as well, more, more passions. Um, because it tends to be, like I said, a bit more long-term, a bit more... Um, you know, over the years rather than the day-to-day -day stuff that you're doing for your career. That's so interesting. I didn't even think that there was like two separate things too for like long-term and short-term as well. That's super fascinating. I'm going to have to go dive into my chart more later and kind of like look at the stuff. But um, for people who want to know where to look, where their creativity lies or where they're creative in their life, where can they look for that? Great question. So this is, I have a bit of a... <laughs> A long answer for this one. Um, I have a couple of different things that we can look at and we'll dive into some different examples of them. But there are a handful of different places that you can look and that, that are not actually even limited to this list. So um, I did narrow it down a little bit. Um, I would start with the, um, okay, I'll, I'll start with the fifth house. I think, you know, we just talked about the career houses. The fifth house is associated more with our um, creativity, how we have fun, how we find joy, um, and, and absolutely can be a place to look for in terms of like where do we find 
our creativity and how even how we go about being creative because there are people who are creative in very different ways. And so the planets in the fifth house and the sign that's on the fifth house can give you a lot of information about how you express your creativity. I wanted to also include the more intuitive parts of the chart as well, because I think for me, intuition and creativity kind of go hand in hand. Um, And so there are some intuitive houses as well. And those are houses are the fourth house, the eighth house, and the twelfth house. So any planets in those houses can really speak to your intuition and and how you might use that intuition in your creativity or in your creative pursuits. So I know that's like a lot to the, it's like four different houses to look at, but the thing I would also look at is the moon. And if you have the moon in one of those houses, especially, I think that's absolutely going to speak to how you express yourself creatively. And the moon is also such an um, intuitive and intimate planet that it is is going to speak to that as well. So some examples might be, you know, if you have a water moon, if your sun is, I mean, excuse me, your your moon is um, Cancer, Scorpio, or Pisces, you may be way more intuitive um, and emotionally expressive. And that may be really apparent in your creativity, in your creativity, as well as if you have your moon in any of those houses. So the fourth, the eighth, the twelfth, or the fifth. Um, and of course, there's like tons of different possibilities. Take the sign into consideration, take the house into consideration. Um, and I think, you know, we talked about earlier kind of diving into your chart and looking at some examples that I think might help the listeners grasp some of these things that I'm talking about, if that sounds good to you. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm all ears. I'm all excited. I'm selfishly i'm a little excited because i'm like i can't wait to get like red you know i've never done it with an like, astrologer before um but yeah no i think it'd be good also to kind of he- have the listeners hear the breakdown and like see how it applies so yeah let's let's go for it awesome um so i have your chart up here i'm using it as my little um cheat sheet but okay so we talked about some of those things um those few different houses. And the first thing we talked about was the fifth house. And so for you, and and as you're listening to me too, feel free to like weigh in and say like, oh, that really resonates for me or oh, it doesn't. Um, and this is something that I want the listeners to really understand too. There's no, um, like these signs and these placements, they don't exist in a vacuum. And so when we're consuming astrology content, like it's absolutely okay to say, actually, that doesn't really resonate for me because there's likely a reason for it that the listener or not the listener, the astrologer or whoever is putting out this content, they don't know about your chart specifically. So um, always use your judgment, always use your gut. And if you're hearing something and you're saying, oh, I have that placement, but that doesn't really resonate for me. Absolutely. (laughs) You know, use, use your judgment when you're consuming astrology content. But so for the fifth house for you, um, Capricorn is on the the fifth house cusp. So you do have two planets there. You have Jupiter and Neptune. But Capricorn um, in that fifth house of creativity, of, you know, how we have fun, how we express ourselves, how we find joy, having Capricorn there, there can definitely be a more um, reserved nature. It you know, Capricorn is ruled by Saturn, so it tends to be a little more restrictive. It can also be associated with work, which I find really interesting that, you know, this is part of a, a job, if you will, for you, like th- that, you know, you ha- you're taking things like intuition and creativity and breaking them down in a practical way and then, you know, creating a podcast out of them. Um, can be work kind of associated with those creativities and with, um, but yeah, you, you, you may associate work or hard work or practicality with your create creative pursuits or with your intuition, if that makes any sense at all. Yeah, no. And I kind of, I think that is very true with me. And I was, I thought it was like 
oh, I'm really, I come up with like quick ideas. I'm always like thinking of ideas and acting on them like an Aries. But then the Virgo is me being like more like disciplined with them. But this kind of makes a little bit more sense of like kind of how, like you said, I am really practical and still find ways to be creative, but make sure like I get them done and make them happen. Yep. And it's interesting because um, some other markers that you have that I want to talk about as well speak to that, speak to that like fiery, fast paced nature. And that fifth house Capricorn is absolutely grounding that for you. But you do have four personal planets in the eighth house and the twelfth house. So I, I spoke about how the eighth and the twelfth are two of the three intuitive houses in the chart there. Um, and you have um, Aries and Leo on the cusp of those houses. So on its face, if you're just looking at, oh, I have an Aries sun. Oh, I have a Leo moon. You might not necessarily think like, oh, that's, you know, really intuitive or really, um, I would say that that's creative energy, but it might not necessarily on its face be associated with that intuition but because they're placed in these watery houses it creates a much more intuitive nature to these planets um it gives them more of a watery flow and these the like these planets are quick and they're fiery and they're passionate and intense maybe um but also very intuitive, like the passion, it comes from an intuitive place It, you know, I don't, I don't know if, if um, you've ever considered yourself to be psychic or to be highly spiritual or really empathetic, but those things can absolutely be true with especially personal planets in both the eighth and the 12th houses. And you have that and your moon is in the 12th house, um, which is absolutely an indicator of someone who is, is psychic or at the very least very empathetic and tends to take on the energy of the people around them so oh my gosh I literally like can't stop smiling this is crazy because <laughs> I have been told so I have gone to a few psychics before and they've told me I've gone to three and they've all told me that similar thing that I'm very psychic very intuitive and like spiritual in that way and I definitely feel that way there's a lot of weird instances and I haven't really talked about it too much in the podcast but Anyone who is listening, if they want me to talk more about that stuff in my life, definitely down. But um, I've definitely had a few moments where I'm like, this is like a little weird. How did I know that? Or like how all these like signs that I'm seeing or there's just a lot. I feel like I'm very connected to the universe in that way. So that's that's kind of crazy. You just brought that up. Yes. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. And, and the Leo moon, too, is a very creative moon. And your creativity is really connected to your emotional experience. So, you know, as much as you're picking up on the energy of the people around you, that um, the, that emotional release and almost like, I don't know, I'm like sitting here moving. I know not everybody can see me. I know you can, but I feel like that like movement is is really important for you and like and and just moving the energy. Um, and that could also be through whatever creative pursuit you have. So, like like I was saying, you know, you have these like really creative markers and intuitive markers in the chart. And I, and I think that probably having Capricorn in that fifth house for you really helps kind of ground it and structure it. Like how, what, how can I use this energy productively? What can I do with all of this, you know, passionate, excited, empathetic energy? How can I achieve with it or be productive? Yeah, that really resonates. And I feel like, and it's cool too, because, um, now that I mean, my podcast and blog are obviously called the intuitive creative. And it's cool to actually get that validation of like, yeah, I am both those things. Like not that I needed it from astrology, but it is cool to like see that connection. No, it, I totally agree. And, you know, when I looked at your chart, and I'm looking at it now, it it's definitely the chart of someone who is highly creative. And um, one thing that I'll say too, that is specific to your chart. Um, and others can look for this in their chart as well. You, you have Neptune in your fifth house and it is in what is called a trine to Venus. I know that might be a little um, more advanced for some folks. So don't don't feel like you have to get too overwhelmed with that. But a trine is one of the big 
of the five aspects. And it may, it basically just means your planets are talking to each other. Um, and a trine is a supportive aspect. So your Venus and your Neptune are having a really lovely, beautiful conversation with one another. And Neptune on its face is about our spirituality, is about how we express ourselves. It's like the, the like frolicking in a field of flowers planet in my mind. Um, and Venus, of course, is our relationships and our desires. And so there, there is that, that creative marker there as well, that like your relationships and, and even your relationships with the, like the strangers that you have on this podcast, they tend to be creative in nature and, and inspiring and, um, trying to think of a better word. I, I tend to think in visuals. So I'm like, visualizing this relationship that you have with the people around you but I sometimes have a hard time putting it into words but yeah it's it's a beautiful connection between those two planets and I think that also speaks to your creative nature and your intuitive nature and I encourage like listeners to to you know once once you have once you're able to digest the different parts of the chart then you can start to kind of see the nuances and things like that. So how are the planets talking to each other? And what impact are these two planets? Like this conversation, what the, what impact does that have on me? Um, and sometimes it's a hard impact. Sometimes it's a stressful impact. But, in this, but then sometimes it's a strength. It's a, a beautiful aspect that they're making. So That's super interesting. Yeah, I've never even heard of the trine before. Like, Again, you're diving so deep into these things. It's it's really cool and awesome to hear about because I feel like so many people will walk away and learning more about astrology, including myself. Because I was, again, I always thought of it very like isolated from each other. But like you said, it's all about the connection of the whole chart itself. It's it's you. Like there's a lot of like nuances about yourself. There's a lot of deeper connections that you can make with yourself and different parts of yourself that you'll find out about um, later in life. Um, but yeah, I, that was really interesting. Yeah, and and I encourage. Every planet, most planets are making an aspect to at least one other planet, if not multiple other planets. So when you're learning, like I said, don't don't overwhelm yourself with this like too soon. But as you're learning, you can start to see the the nuances and how, you know, okay, I've got this Leo moon and on paper, this is what this Leo moon means. But what does it mean when I put it in the 12th house? What does it mean when it's making an aspect to the sun? What does it mean when it, you know what I mean? So um, not only do we have these like different houses to take into consideration or different signs to take into consideration, we also have the aspects that they're making. And aspects can be just as important in terms of like establishing who we are um, just as much as like signs or houses are. So I don't want to get so too, cool. too deep into it, but like, yeah, probably ramble for hours. <laughs> oh no, I love it. Um, and thank you for reading my chart too. That was super interesting. And like, like you said, kind of validating, it makes you feel like, makes you feel good just to kind of know more about yourself and how kind of maybe like a reasoning of like why you, and, and the way you do things, and the way you think of things. It's very interesting. Um, but yeah, I've, I've loved our conversation so far and I want to know um, if my listeners could take away just one thing from our episode, what would be and why? So I touched on this very briefly, um, but I think the most important thing, honestly, that you guys could take from, from me or this episode is that trust yourself. Like there is so much astrology content you know, on TikTok, on Instagram, on YouTube. And and there's also a lot of like fear mongering in the community. Unfortunately, that's what gets views. So my hope in my practice and in my readings with people is to really empower folks to trust their own intuition, trust their own gut. Like, does this resonate for me? You know, this person is saying that we have this like really intense astrological thing coming up. Do I feel that intensely? Like, does that feel authentic to me? Um, and sometimes it will, it, you know, it really depends on the person, but, but I think that is the most important thing that you can do when you're listening and you're consuming astrology content and you're learning about your chart. You know, if someone says like, oh, this placement means this, 
and that's like the total opposite of what it means for you, trust that, you know, there's likely a reason why it's the opposite for you. So I honestly think that's like the most important thing to me right now. Um, and just as I consume astrology content online, sometimes I'm like, oh man, people like, they, they think their their lives are like ending because of some of these things that are taking place and they're not. I promise. I promise they're not. So. Yeah, no, I felt similarly when I found out that actually just a few weeks ago, I started my Saturn return. Everyone's like, it's the worst few years of your life. I'm like, oh, great. I'm so excited, <laughs> you know, um, but like the more I've, I mean, you probably can talk about that kind of stuff, too, but the more I've learned about it, it's like, yeah, sometimes it can be kind of intense, but like it also can be a really beautiful time. And like a lot of people leave their Saturn return, you know, feeling a lot more confident and really knowing what they want out of life. So there's also positives to it too. And not just the fear mongering. Yes. Yes. There's so many, I mean, life is full of good and bad. Like we need the bad in order to compare it, if you will, to the good and experience it. And, and without the challenges that we have in life, we wouldn't have growth. So I just encourage, like, especially if it's about a Saturn return or other transits that are really difficult, we all always have difficult transits. And that's just life, you know? We're all learning all the time, forever. So um, I promise the world isn't ending. And, and there's so much beauty that comes out of things like the Saturn return. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, well, I've, I've literally loved our conversation and I know the listeners will too. Um, and I'm sure they're going to want to connect with you on socials and things like that. So where can they find you after the show? And I also heard, I mean, you told me, but um, you have like a little gift for everybody. So feel free to talk about that too. Yes. Okay. So if you guys want to connect with me on social media, all of my social media are the same, which makes things really easy. So TikTok, is at astrology with lauren same with instagram and same with youtube so at astrology with lauren and um yes i wanted to offer the listeners a promo code um i wrote it down i want to make sure i got it right so that i tell you guys the right code for a discount okay so the intuitive creative pod and that'll give you guys 22 percent off of a reading if you are interested so the intuitive creative pod perfect and yeah i'll include all of that and the link to that and your socials in the description too so people can find it super easily but i'm sure you'll have a few people reaching out because i'm sure they're going to want to know more about their charts of course i'm so excited like i said i i just love talking to people about their charts and getting to like see like you just did here like see things click it feels so good Oh, yay. Oh, my gosh. Well, thank you again so much, Lauren, for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate our conversation. And I'll talk to you soon, I'm sure. Yes, thank you so much for having me. This is wonderful. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Intuitive Creative Podcast. Be sure to rate and review wherever you listen to podcasts, and you might just be featured on my next show. I also do take Instagram DMs if you'd like as well. Be sure to check out my latest blog post on the Midhaven and how it relates to your life's bigger purpose. And make sure to follow me at The Intuitive Creative on both Instagram and TikTok um, so you can keep up with me throughout the rest of the month. But until next month, I'll talk to you guys later. Bye.